Americans. Personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. When it comes to Israel and Ezekiel, we'll see the enemy is within. When it comes to AI, we'll see both good and bad. And when it comes to our government, we'll see they'll believe anything but the truth. And when it comes to Bible prophecy, these are the signs of the times for Friday, July 7th, 2023. And when it comes to making sense of all the insurance policies out there, you can turn to our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products. For a personalized quote, you can contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Now you can listen to this or previous shows, share them with your friends, or ask Pastor Mark your most pressing prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then you can click on Signs of the Times, easy enough to find, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to help us see the truth in the middle of all the world's lies is Pastor Mark, who, as a young man, unfortunately, was fired from the keyboard factory. Apparently, he wasn't putting in enough shifts. Yeah, that, that would be a legitimate reason to let me go. Shift, shift, shifts. Oh, and shifts. shifts on the shifts. keyboard. Oh, on see, the key- now I'm thinking piano keyboard. Okay, yeah. So we have to qualify. Oh yes, computer, computer keyboard. I should have yes. Keyboard. Ah, no yes. shifts. Yes, I need to. I need to be more specific in the yes. jokes. More detailed. Yeah, we do. We need more detailed jokes. That's all right. That's we, okay. Yeah, and even though we didn't have one last week, I know I heard some people that were expecting two. Yeah. For the price of one. Well. But you only got last week's well, joke that was held over for this week. Let me add an addendum. I'm not a shifty guy. And that's why. There's your addendum. There's two jokes in one. There's your addendum as to why. You know, yes. You have, okay. That's why I left the shifts out. Thank you. Yes. Here that I could have been working for those in the White House. Yes. <laughs> the Adam shift. Don't, no, don't they no. do that. No. Don't, and when somebody leaves, isn't that famous for pulling certain letters oh, off yes, the keyboard? Of the keyboard. Of the former president? Yes. At least that's what they did with George. Yeah, and that's that they is, pulled off W's that is on all the keyboards. That is shifty. That is very, very shifty. Yes. And very sad at yes. the same time. Yes. But anyway, I digress, you digress, we digress. Let's get to the best, and that is our <laughs> prophecy news. All right, Ezekiel 38 and 39 is front and center for us. On this week's edition, this comes from Israel 365 News. Putin and Abbas agree to a quote-unquote mutual commitment to a Russia-Palestine relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Russian Vladimir uh, Putin, Russian President and Palestinian Authority President Muhammad Abbas, held a telephone discussion on Saturday on the occasion of the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Adha, sorry, that's supposedly when Abraham willingly offered Ishmael. We know that it was Isaac offering um, um, 
I mean, uh, Abraham offering Isaac. The two leaders stated their mutual commitment to the further progressive development of the traditionally friendly Russian-Palestinian relations. The statement continued. Uh, The president of Russia reaffirmed his principled stance supporting a just and sustainable solution to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict based on existing international laws. Look, there's not any huge, huge headline here other than the continued building toward this unification and this Ezekiel 38 and 39 battle. Well, and further justification for Russia to be involved in the Ezekiel battle. Yeah. It just further yeah. entrenches them. It's not just their partnership with Iran. Iran is is still on the outside, so to speak. But we'll talk about why they might be on the inside in a minute. But now you've got, quote-unquote, the Palestinians in Palestine who are on the inside within the borders of Israel. Yeah. And so now if they've got an interest to, quote-unquote, protect or liberate right. or whatever you know you want to put with it that's just further justification for them to move you're right and they've got russians everywhere i mean they're on their border they're in their border um you know just through uh, so russia's all over the place right now and so that it's interesting to watch that connection and of course there was the some of the recent problems there in janine and uh there was some battles that went on again recently in janine and now there there's some things that are happening between lebanon just a little bit of back and forth there they had to uh, israelis had to attack an outpost or something there so you can see they, they kind of get bold. It's like when you have the, the big brother with you in the playground or whatever, you're going to speak a little bit braver than you normally would. So I'm not saying this is going to advance to anything at this point. I'm saying it's interesting to see them just putting the ties closer to Russia. Hey, we want somebody here who's going to help us fight against Israel. Uh, America, traditionally, and I'll put that in air quotes, has been too friendly. Uh, Russia, maybe we can pull them in. And they will be pulled in. Again, by hooks in the jaw, they're going to be pulled in. So we'll see how it happens. But, yeah, this is just that fur- further building of the alliance of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Pastor Mark, our next story really does kind of depict the enemy is within Israel. This, again, from Israel 365 News. Uh, this is article says, Islamic Jihad in Iran, arming Israeli Arabs in Judea and Samaria to destroy Israel. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. It, it does. It, it really does. Sense. Let me read some of the article, and then I want to give it balance and fairness okay. to some of the um, um, uh, Israeli Arabs that are there. Oh, yeah. They're that, not all they're not all in yeah. line with this. Influenceable to that point. Exactly. Yes. But li- notice this. Leaders of terror groups, uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, PIJ, uh, and Hamas, recently met with leaders in Iran and unabashedly spoke to the media about the Islamic regime's leading role in the war on Israel. In a in a disturbing interview, a leader from the PIDGE, that's the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, explained that Iran... <laughs> is, is the group of them pigeons? I don't know. Okay. Again, again, either way, there it is, the PIDGE. <laughs> explained that Iran is currently involved in arming the Arab residents of Judea and Samaria. Now, again, like you said, within. Yeah. For an uprising that they believe will destroy Israel entirely in the near future. Again, if you can get your people on the inside to rise up when there's an attack... That's a huge, you know, bonus. And one of the concerns we've had on the southern border is all these uh, military age Chinese people coming in and military age uh, Middle Easterners coming in, uh, in addition to just the those out of Mexico, uh, because a lot of people believe they're building cells um, within the U.S. so that if something ever does happen, air quote, there would be attacks from within. Well, that's the same concern they have here. Zayed al Nakala. Islamic Jihad Secretary General made several disturbing claims in an interview with the um, uh, this uh, the Al Wafak on Sunday. This group they're talking to, the Iranian leader called the Pidge to arm the Arab residents of Judea and Samaria. He said during our last meeting with him in Tehran, he renewed the call that uh, all development of resistance should be in the West Bank. He said emphasizing that the directive was already underway. Weapons, and I quote, were smuggled into the West Bank. 
The others were purchased from the Israelis themselves to arm the resistance groups there. This Khomeini-ordered effort has already begun. So what they're saying is, we're going to build up, you know, war cells within the country, and then when we attack, it'll not just be from the borders, it'll be rising up from within, which again is a strategy. If you remember, that's what the Egyptians were afraid of when the Israelis were there, uh, when they'd become a nation in Egypt, when they were first born. They said, we're afraid they're going to rise up against us from within. That's why they put the hard labor on them and did all these things to try to squelch them. Well, there is a there is a military strategy to that, uh, which I said I believe many believe is underway right now with our country. Uh, and the same thing here, they're saying, that if they, they're admitting it. If we can get people in there, put them in place, then once we move, we have more ability to attack from within. Not a good scenario for Israel. We know that it will fail. But at the same time, what's amazing to me I guess sometimes I get so shocked, Greg, at how open they are in just talking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you think they would kind of keep this quiet and say, you know, just kind of don't say anything. We're building up our military from within. Why would you? But I found this over the years. The enemies of God, except in rare moments of quiet, they openly speak about what their plans are. You know, it's amazing to me. We talk about, um, you know, the, there's been a lot of questions about where we're headed with all this crazy, um, you know, the COVID shot, all these things start happening. Um, some of the things we're doing, trying to shut down farms. I mean, just bizarre things that are happening now worldwide through the UN, through the, the WEF and all that. And at the same time, all their lead, and, and people have been saying, look, here's our concern. You guys want to do all these things. We're afraid that it could kill people. We're afraid people, if you, if you cut, shut the farms down, well, there could be famine all over the world. People won't be able to eat. And so what are you doing? And, and there's almost kind of this like a disbelief that would be any other motive. And I can't speak to motive right now other than what I know the Bible says will happen in the last days. These things will happen. But it's interesting, they come right out and say, we want to reduce the world's population by billions. They just come out and say it. That's our goal. So when you see them doing things that sterilize our kids, I think even a lot of the push that you see right now for the uh, transgender and the, 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 that whole you know, confusing of the sexual and the surgeries and all. You know, Greg, we can talk about people's rights and freedom and people being who they want to be and all that all you want. But the bottom line reality is there's going to be less birth. If women start losing the ability to have children, and, and, and men and women aren't coming together to have kids, and it's more women with women, men with men, etc., the ultimate reality is you're going to have a smaller number of babies that are born. We now know that um, uh, a lot of the, the shots that were done over the last few years have caused infertility. The statistics are pretty high in, in Israel. They've released them in male and female, causing infertility. That, again, is going to reduce population. You could say it was an accident or not. That's, that's up to you on your argument there. But the bottom line is, I'm watching, and now they're, t- they're attacking the farms, saying we need to pull the farm, pull, you know, t- stop farming food again. Um, well, you know, John Kerry uh, in the Biden administration came out recently and said we need to shut down many, as many American farms as we can because of climate change and all that. We see them trying to. So when you see all these things that you know ultimately reduce the population, mm-hmm. and they come out openly and say our goal is what? Reduce the population. Well, you, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. You just kind of have to open your eyes and go, wait a minute. They're saying they want to reduce the world's population. They're doing lots of things that are effectively doing that. Um, maybe there really is some intention here. And so people, if you listen, they tell you what they're doing. The same thing here. They're saying, we're putting cells in Israel so we can attack them. I, I'm sure Israel has their, their big ears on. Yeah. But you know what? I found that the enemy doesn't hide it. He speaks openly. Well, I think part of the reason he's successful in doing that is to kind of borrow what Jesus said in Revelation. For those that have ears to hear. You're right. Let them, let them hear. You're right. What the and Spirit is saying to the sides. churches. It, exactly. And so I think, I think, in part, you know, there's a spiritual 
uh, blindness there. And when we say spiritual blindness, that can be, you know, not just seeing, but hearing as well, the rhetoric or the sign, you know, encompassing all of your your natural senses you are somehow now spiritually have been blinded to the physical realities that are that are playing out because of that and another thing about the kids what came to my mind was uh just another prophecy that we see coming to pass before us and that is lawlessness abounding right and it says because the bible says because lawlessness abounds the love of many will grow cold. That's right. And if you if the if your love is growing cold, the last thing you're interested in is having a family. Yeah. Well, and like, taking care of another human being. You're really you're only interested in yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to work that hard to do that. So, what a great point Greg to bring up because here's the bottom line. Look, if you're going to live for self, kids are a problem. <laughs> yeah. In other words, the more selfish you become, the yeah. the less you're going to want children because one thing I learned about children is that when you have them, you've got to die to yourself so they can survive, so they can thrive. If you don't die to yourself, number one, when they're babies, they'll die. You've got to die to yourself to keep them alive. But then even when they get older, you've got to pour into them or they're going to end up just really being lost in the world. So um, God has created us to love and to care and to nurture. And if your love grows cold and you just want to live for me, me, me. I want to save money. I don't want to worry about anybody else. I'm going to live for myself. I can't do whatever. It makes sense. You'd want less and less children. So I think Satan plays into that because Mm -hmm. he knows human nature to be selfish. Absolutely. So he says, have less kids, have less kids. God says the opposite. God says, have a quiver full, which is 12. Again, that doesn't mean everybody's in sin if they don't have 12 kids. My point is, God is making a point. Have lots of children. It's a blessing from God. And it is. You watch families that, after they get through the hard years of raising them, they have so many family members to share love with and take care of them when they're old. It becomes this wonderful community. So it's a true blessing of the Lord, and it's it's God's design. So, um, you know, again, the enemy always works the opposite of everything that that God does, and that's one of the the markers of the enemy. And... um, Anyway, I had some of the point I was going to make. Maybe it hit me here in a minute, but something else I want to say about that. If we go on, I may I may pop back to it. Sure, it, it went out of my brain there. Okay, but but either way, um, you know, again, you, you know what, what you, the I don't know what it was when the enemy's doing something, he openly speaks about it. And I want to go back to remember what Hitler did. He came out and said, "I'm going to go after the Jews." Well, I think sometimes when you say something that sounds so ridiculous to a normal person, you kind of it doesn't register. You kind of ignore it. And kind of let it go. And what I've noticed happening is the enemy is so blatant about saying what he wants to do and is going to do that you kind of go, it just doesn't read. How could anybody just want to wipe out all the Jews? You, just, you can't really let that absorb. And when somebody says, well, we want to wipe out billions of people on the planet, and that's very, Bill Gates and others have come out and said that. So if you say, I'd like to take billions of people off the planet, we need to whatever. We, in your mind, you go, you automatically shut down because you go, wait a minute, that would mean killing billions of people. That's just absurd. Nobody's serious. These people are serious. Yeah. They're not joking. Mm-mm. Now, I'm sure their argument would be as well, we want to reduce the billions over time by having less kids. But when you see what's happening with all the infertility and all the premature deaths that are happening from things that are being done and all that, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and wanting to cut back farms where people can't eat food. I mean, these things don't even make logical sense in, in, in any kind of measure. So you realize there's something going on, which I believe is much larger than man. It's demonic. It's satanic. And as the Bible says, if God didn't intervene, no flesh would be saved. So I, I honestly think, Greg, you know, this whole rhetoric recently about pushing for a nuclear war, we're, we're, it's, not, it's almost like we're trying to make a small nuclear war happen. When I look, you look what our administration is doing, 
and the threats, it's almost like we're trying to provoke Russia to blow up a couple of bombs, maybe thinking that it won't happen here, or if it does, the important people can get in the bunkers they have there in Washington, and who cares if a few of the little people, so to speak, go. Um, it's almost like they wouldn't mind so much if, if the earth had a huge reduction all of a sudden. And, and, and if we don't open our eyes to realize this is demonic, it is satanic, God said be fruitful and multiply, the enemy says reduce and destroy, yeah. and we see the, the, the work of both on both sides. We need to be aware of it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when we think about countries doing one thing or another, I can't help but think, you know, that the entire world is the theater. It's global. <sighs> That's right. And so uh, these world leaders who, think that they're in control or think that they understand why they're doing what they're doing. And maybe there are a few that do to the extent that we talk about on this program. But what we talk about on this program is the fact that, hey, listen, if you're not in Christ Jesus, you're a puppet. Absolutely. And, 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 and you're and you're getting played. Yeah. And, and and that goes for small and great. And the Bible makes that clear. It, yeah. it does not discriminate against your quote unquote status as far as the world's concerned. And Satan could care less. If you're usable, yeah. he'll use you. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes all these major things he wants to do, Greg, and just puts them all in one big pot. You see, everybody's yes. working together. This is the first time. I think in world history, you've seen this many nations come together and all be doing the same thing. And it's almost like you want to see the hand of the enemy rather than world leaders. It's almost kind of like world, W-H-I-R-L-E-D leaders. They're world leaders because they're all world together in this whole scheme that's working toward this one world government and this, again, eventually Satan ruling the world. Yeah. And and we know that um, COVID just was the accelerant. It really was. To so many things that we talk about yeah. prophetically. Yeah. Uh, and, and that has just really just opened the door, not only for methods and systems and things like that, but for thinking. Yeah. Well, look as at, well. Yeah. Again, look <clears throat> at the consequences. Our kids, our schooling, what the lockdowns did. It has been disastrous in so many, on so many levels. Okay. Without getting too sidetracked. Yeah. And yet there still, Greg, there's the, there's the, um, a large portion of the world still saying, still pushing the same idea. They're saying rather than their eyes being open and going, wow, did we make a huge mistake? Stop everything. No more shots. No more shuts down. No more anything. Just stop because it's, it's with the consequences of this thing are huge and horrible rather than doing that. It's like, no, we need to keep doing this and promoting it even more. And um, it's it's truly a blindness. We talked in Romans chapter 1 where he says they're going to be blind in the last days. They'll be blind and they're going to be deceived. And it's going to get worse and worse. It says those who don't know the Lord will be more and more deceived. They'll do more and more wickedness. Those who know God will have more and more insight. Well, look at the large discrepancy that's going to create. The more we see and the less they see, the bigger the chasm and the bigger the fight. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm sure this will not be the the last that we are going to talk about things like this because it's 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 just going to continue to uh, to heat up on these fronts. Um, and I I can't help but think, especially when you talked about the nuclear stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, and we can't forget also too um, the nation of Islam in terms of what they believe religiously. Yeah. And that is is that the and, and this is the radical component of islam yeah. believes that their job is to usher in the mahdi their their messiah their savior yeah they believe in and they believe ushering him him in it doesn't come through peace that's right it comes through war it comes right. through strife that's right and so i would expect that to also heat up as well i would agree and remember for them to die they win 
So how do you defeat an enemy if they, they believe they have a better place in heaven? They have a better chance of getting in heaven with more virgins and all that. So you're dealing with something that's really, really um, different than what mm-hmm. our mindset is. Oh, yeah. And one other point, too, on the whole thing about that I wanted, I mentioned at the beginning of the article but didn't go back to it. I just thought of it. You know, not every, we talked about the cells and the growing and the, the Arabs and, I mean, they're, they're trying to bring in the weapons. The Israeli Palestinian, Arabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, the, a lot of the Israeli Arabs, they are good nationalists. Yes. They they are faithful to the nation of Israel. They don't cause any problem. Not every Arab, not every Muslim is someone that's bad. I think a lot of people in the that's West true. have a mindset that they're all terrorists, they're all bad. No, no, no. There are some wonderful Muslims in the sense of nobody's wonderful but God. But you get my point? Yeah. They're very kind. There are some very kind you know, people that, that are the Arab uh, uh, Israelis. That would that would really just bring you in, feed you, and love you, and help you, whatever. So this is we're talking about the radical group, and and but again, they can take advantage of those that are radical within their borders, and it could cause a major problem. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption on sale at your local market. Yes, I got so excited I put that story away and I hadn't even read it yet. Uh, Fox News, White House reports signals of openness to manipulating the sunlight to prevent climate change. You know, this is a, a perfect transition in to what we were just talking about in terms of spiritual blindness, yeah. in terms of what what we were talking about, what we were talking about before. Yeah. Proverbs 14:12. Yeah. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end leads to death. Yeah. And, and and this this is exactly the kind of stuff that we're talking about. There are people that really believe that this is a this is an issue. Yeah, they believe that it's their responsibility to fix it. Yeah, and it's kind of like the old saying about your government: if yeah. you think the problems we created are bad, just wait until you see our solutions. You know, Greg, it's like putting a gun in the hand of a two-year-old. Wow, uh, they're str- they're strong enough to pull the trigger, but they don't understand the consequences. Yep, and and what that's why God, I think, held back technology in Daniel chapter twelve. It says in the last days, God is releasing. I think um, primarily, it's speaking about greater prophetic knowledge, primarily. But I do believe there's an application to technological because we look at what's happening. That's just a fact. We have exploded technologically. So I think there's both there. Um, but with that said, that's what's happening here. You know, the Lord said if he didn't intervene, all flesh would destroy themselves. God held back this kind of technology because we don't know what we're doing. We're a two-year-old with a gun who can pull the trigger, but we don't know the consequences. We can't comprehend what we're doing. And this type of nonsense, when you start messing, because you don't believe in God, keeping everything together, like for uh, First Colossians you know, 1.16, yes. Jesus holds all things together by his power and glory. When you don't believe that and believe in that God, and you start trying to play God and mess with the universe and the environment and the and the earth i mean it is going to bring disaster everything is so carefully balanced by god when we step in and try to play god we're going to destroy ourselves and start shooting everything in sight as a two-year-old even killing ourselves and not knowing what we're doing that's exactly what's happening here and by the way greg i would say this you start manipulating sunlight um god has a certain amount of sunlight he's designed for us this could be the the destruction of the earth if God didn't intervene. And you know what? I think some of this stuff may very well be, if they do this, some of this could be what we read about in the Great Tribulation. When all these things start happening in the environment, this may be some of the stuff that God's going to use. He's going to be God doing it. But he may use some of this nonsense to do some of the things to the earth we're going to see happening. Fires all over the earth, the sun increasing in heat, all these things. Listen to what it says. A research document published on the White House website reveals that the Biden administration is open to studying how to block sunlight to save the earth from climate change. No, God 
is holding the earth together, we're going to be fine. It, this is the kind of stuff is what destroys the earth. The congressionally mandated report released by the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy on Friday shows that the term has been researching, uh, the, rather the team has been researching geoengineering methods to keep the sun rays from accelerating global warming. As the University of Oxford notes in its entry on the subject, geoengineering is the, and I quote, deliberate large-scale intervention in the Earth's natural systems, I'll add, that God put in place Mm -hmm. to counteract climate change. This is nuts. God is the one holding the world together. We start doing this, we're in big, big trouble. He says, according to the report titled Congressionally Mandated Report on Solar Radiation Modification, uh, or SRM, the, t- uh, the types of geoengineering methods the Biden administration is looking into are stratospheric aer- uh, aerosol injection, I'll get back to that, and marine cloud brightening. Additionally, the paper mentions there's research in Cyrus cloud thinning. What they're saying is they're going to fly planes in the atmosphere and release certain things, release particles to affect the, the, uh, the atmosphere, the clouds, the sky. It will have so many unintended, I, well, it may be intended consequences from a demonic standpoint. Exactly. Satan knows what he's doing. But here's the thing, Greg. Look, you start changing the natural uh, order that God's put in place, there is such a chain reaction that affects everything in the in the entire planet and our entire globe within our, our atmosphere. We have no idea. This is where I said, look, doing this kind of stuff will bring our earth to destruction if the Lord didn't intervene. He will intervene. Yeah. But this shows the foolishness and the arrogance of man because they don't believe god they don't believe in god and they don't believe that god can keep all things together and protect us they think they need to get involved it is absolute arrogance and foolishness and is so destructive you know my question pastor mark is we know what revelation says uh specifically i believe chapter six uh that talks about you know god doing the things that he's going to do on right, the earth right. as part of his judgment right which when it comes to the darkening of the skies, a third of the skies will be darkened. Yeah. A third, okay. And when I read this article, it makes me think of that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my question is do you really think, again, man can try this, and I'm not going to say that he, that we won't be involved in trying this. But I guess my question is, do you think that God would allow man to be successful in this? Because then when it really happens and what chapter six talks about happening, that that people will everything that God is going to do in the great tribulation is going to be not only a judgment for those that have rejected his son. Right. But the judgment is going to be clear and loud that it's God doing it and not man. Yeah. So I guess my thinking is is that if man somehow can be somewhat successful in this, then they would just blame it again on a continuation of whatever in the future, and that God would not get the recognition that He is the one that's judging. Yeah, you know, you're. I mean, it's going to be clear that it's God. That's a great point, Greg. I think that we're going to see. We're going to know that it's God, but God will use what men do. Even in their foolishness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yes, I do think that it has to be, you know, they're going to know it's God because they're going to be shaking their fist at heaven. Right. And you brought up something very interesting to me. I still believe you're going to see the cloud disturbances, whether it be volcanic, whether it be bombs, whether it be fires, because there'll be massive fires worldwide. But I'd never, again, I hadn't thought about it because this is kind of just now coming into the conversation. But you, you said something that got me thinking here 
about that being possibly used in the darkening of the sun and the moon. I've always thought it was just the smoke, just the clouds and all that. It could be that this effort they're going to do, if they do it, could actually block the atmosphere and darken them a third, which, again, would bring devastating consequences. You think about the the, the sun turning to blood, the sun and the moon. I always thought about, and, and I've seen that through smoke. It looks red, blood red and all that. And, again, I still think that's that's probably a part of it. But you wonder, what is going to be the result of this, even visually, when they begin to do this stuff? And I think about if you're putting something in the atmosphere, one of the, one of the things we covered a while back where um, – uh, Bill Gates was talking about being involved in this project. Yes. He had some kind of reflective yes, he, yes. materials they were going to release. Well, again, things can reflect two ways. And so you think about, all right, you're trying to reflect it out. If it reflects in for some reason, who knows if that's very possibly why we have all the earth fires, the trees catching on fire. I mean, again, we talked about, about the kid in the classroom with the magnifying glass burning the fly in the windowsill during third grade. I did yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and I'm, again, about, I don't know if kids still do that. I'm sure if there's opportunity, they would. <laughs> But you yeah. magnify the sun, yeah. and it catches things on fire. Yeah, amazing. I just I look at this and I go, they, this shows me that the smartest people on the earth, at least those that qualify, they say the smartest that score the highest on the test, are sometimes the dumbest people on earth. And I think really what happens is, Greg, when you discount God and put God out of it, you lose all rational thinking. I think of Solomon. He loved God, and then he turned away from God. He was the wisest man. He doesn't say the smartest, but he probably was as well. But the wisest man on earth, and yet he became really probably one of the most foolish men on earth at his death. Yeah. Uh, and you go back and read you know, the things that he wrote and, and all this and things that he did, and you're going, that just shows you. I don't care how high your intellect is or what you created or what you do. Yeah. Without God, we are, we are fools without yeah. God. We are foolish. We need God and his wisdom. Yeah. And the Bible does tell us, you know, God exposes those that consider themselves wise and, and their ways are foolish. Yeah. Um, so anyway. I just, again, this right uh, here is disastrous. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's, let, let's, let's hope that, uh, um, that God intervenes uh, on these plans yeah. because, it, you know, it's disastrous for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, we're talking about things that affect all of mankind, regardless of what your beliefs are. So, yeah. And let me encourage everybody. Look, God, the Lord's going to hold all things together. Yeah, he is. And that's what I mean. We that's can what I mean. rest. In it. We don't have to panic on this. The Lord's in control. He's not going to let us get all turned into crispy critters. He's going to protect us. He'll keep the earth safe, and he's going to take his bride out of here. But then after that, yeah, after that, all bets are off. It's going to get weird during the Great Tribulation. I'm glad we're not going to be here. Amen. All right. Uh, speaking of things in the sky, this is from Fox News. New York uses drones to monitor shark activity amid a rise in shark encounters. Yes, this is interesting, and I'll tell you why I included this today. Okay. Um, authorities are using the drones, as you said, to monitor off Long Island because of an increase, a flurry of recent incidents of sharks off New York shores. Now, it's not just recent. Listen to what it says. This is the recent. Earlier this week, five people reported being bitten by sharks at popular beaches. Um, you know, and this is where, just again, if if you're walking your shark, keep it on a leash. This See, this is the problem that comes with uh, uh, responsible shark walking. Yes. Anyway, I, I can only joke because nobody died. I shouldn't even joke about it. Oh, that's, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, nobody died. So I'm not, but, but okay, bad joke. Anyway, all right. So data <laughs> from the University of Florida's Florida Museum of Natural History International Shark Attack File. And I have one of those at home. An international shark attack yeah, yeah, file? Yeah, no, Florida Museum of Natural History and National <laughs> Shark Attack File. I'm sure most of us have one of those. And I, had, I added these to it because I hadn't seen these. Shows the New York had, a second most, had the second most unprovoked shark attacks in the country last year. Yeah. Okay, the U.S. recorded, get this, here's the one, the, the main thing I wanted before I jump into the scripture on this. Yes. 
the U.S. recorded the most unprovoked shark bites in 2022 with 41 confirmed cases, although the number is slightly lower than 2021. So we have the most unprovoked shark, most shark attacks, if you will, in the world. We're here in the U.S. in, in 2022. Um, now, why is this interesting to me? Now we're in 2023, and again, you have all these things happening. I just want this is just kind of an honorable mention. Be aware. I'm not saying this is going to unleash the animals on the world or unleash the beasts on on America. But I do knowing scripture and knowing that when God says when a nation turns away from me and I continually warn them, I will eventually remove my protection that I hope that I keep animals away and I'll allow them to to wreak more havoc with man. I'll, I'll allow things to happen that normally look the reason there aren't more bear attacks and lion attacks and shark attacks and everything else attack. Why is that? God holds them back. God protects us. Okay. But listen to what God says here for the nation that continues to rebel against him. This is out of uh, Leviticus 26. He says, um, if you continue to walk contrary to me and are not willing to obey me, I will bring on you even seven times more plagues for your sins. I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. In other words, you're going to have to start watching the wild animal activity and things you normally didn't worry about is going to become a little bit more of a concern. Again, I, I, you know, I would say I would be watching for more dog attacks. I would be watching for more shark attacks. I'd be watching for bear attacks, even though that's rare. I'd be watch, just watch for nature to gradually, gradually, be a little more aggressive toward man. I'm not saying all the animals are going to be unleashed on us. It's not going to be like, you know, um, gladiator and all the animals coming out to kill everybody. But at the same time, when I see this and I see a nation continually shaking their fist at God and this sudden flurry of increase of animal attacks, such as sharks and other things, it could be, it could be a rare phenomenon. It could just be who knows. But because of what the word of God says, I put on my, you know, spiritual glasses. I pay attention. I'm just saying, keep your eyes open to see if we're going to see a gradual increase in animals being a little bit more aggressive, and we'll see where that goes. Because that's one of the things God says he'll do to a nation that continually rejects his correction, and that Mm. is America, absolutely. By the way, I think you'll see it worldwide. And why do I say worldwide? Because the world, together now, is rejecting God more as these world leaders, W-H-I-R-L-E-D, as these world leaders come together in all these different themes that Satan's throwing at them. I think you're going to see more and more of the world being judged and so just just keep your eyes open. That is Pastor Mark Kirk, who is helping us make sense of the signs of the times. It's our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM LP Knoxville, a weekly broadcast that we've tagged as podcast number 269, available through all of your popular podcast outlets. And now... You've got me. Pastor Mark, our question this week comes from Jason, who enjoys... Signs of the Times in Huntsville, Alabama. He says, in Genesis 6, the sons of God took human women as wives, creating the Nephilim. A prophecy show made the point that the creation of the Nephilim was a satanic strategy to make it impossible for a human savior to be born through genetic warfare slash corruption. Since, according to Jude, those angels are forever locked away and reserved for judgment. Is it possible that the mark of the beast will be a similar satanic 
tra- uh, st- tragedy for sure, strategy to mix slash corrupt human DNA with artificial AI technology, which would essentially render humans no longer human. Could this be why people cannot repent and be saved following the acceptance of the mark? Also, could AI possibly be the foundation of the one world religion pushed by the false prophet, since he causes all to take the mark? Yeah, and there are multiple things here. I want to yes. try to address each one. Uh, first of all, um, could there be a similar strategy of the DNA making people not really people? There's no doubt this is demonic and satanic, what Satan's trying to do and messing with DNA. We know that we know now that um, even with the uh, COVID shots, um, it was Dr. Peter McCullough and a study out of Sweden that showed that indeed it does go in and change your DNA to some degree. Yeah, and, that's and, a messenger RNA cannot yes, help but do anything. And the CRISPR technology goes yes. in and slices out things and does, you know, that's a whole other subject. So yeah. is that underway? That's already underway. Is it demonic? Well, certainly Satan, I don't know if it's all demonic or any demonic or just man in his, in his perversion, but Satan can certainly use that. But as far as, um, this being something where it would make humans no longer human, here's the bottom line. Any human that's normally born is going to have a soul. You can take a person and let's say, you know, they get in an accident in the military and they have to put an electronic leg on them, an electronic arm, and maybe even you inject something that makes their... Or they got a pacemaker in their heart. Yeah, and even if you injected something in someone that made them a little bit less human, you can't do away with the soul. Okay, so the soul is there. So I don't think that AI can... Here's the thing. AI is just robots. You can't... You can add man to AI, but man connected to AI will still have a soul. So I think, first of all, we have to address that. You're not going to have soulless people. I don't see that in Scripture anywhere, and I don't see that possible here. As a matter of fact, even the Nephilim, uh, the Bible didn't say they were soulless. There are some that teach they were soulless, but the Bible didn't say that. That comes out of some of the apocryphal books, uh, some extra-biblical writings, and people try to say that it's even possibly where the demons came from. But there's no biblical backing for that at all. That is totally the teaching of man. It is not the teaching of God, so I discard that. So I will say this. I think if they do uh, combine, which they're trying to combine humans with robots, and that's what the whole Captain America theme was, combining technology with humans to make superhumans. I get that. Um, but, you know, they still have a soul. So that soul is going to be intact. That can't be taken away, first of all, from my understanding of Scripture. Uh, so they'll still be human. They'll just be kind of this weird conglomerate, if you will, of whatever they're trying to do. Um, could it affect the ability to repent? Uh, I believe that God will still give everyone with a soul, no matter how much they're messed with, through shots or other things, I think they're still going to be able to, to make those decisions. God is going to give that ability. And I think of even the um, uh, the, the the possessed man that had 2,000, at least he had said that 2,000 demons, he said were legion, uh, thousands of demons in him when he went over to the Gadarenes and he ran up. That man was still able, he spoke to the demons, but the man was still able to cry out to God. Because when he cried out, he fell down to worship, he cried out. I think that God still allows that soul to get through, if you will, even though there's a lot of interference. Right. So they can still cry out to God, and I think that God will give that opportunity. The Bible says everyone has the opportunity to be saved, so I still think you're going to see that opportunity for people to cry out to the Lord, and I think they will be able to be saved, although it may affect them in other ways. Um, could it be used uh, also in this uh, one-world religion pushed by the false prophet? Yeah, it could certainly. I think AI will be used, I believe, and I think AI is going to even have a lot to do with this. Uh, the image um, you know, there that's on the Temple Mount, you know, I think you're going to have very possibly this false prophet will have an, uh, kind of an image of himself that will be uh, downloaded with maybe his, you know, I don't know, thought process, the way he operates, whatever the case might be. And he can even use that as another, you know, kind of like clone or whatever. Uh, you know, that's kind of there in, 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 on the Temple Mount, you know, and, and whatever. And again, until he falls. And of course, that's when you have the obscene clone fall. 
But either way, um, that's your third joke for the day. But uh, that's that one takes a minute. We'll have to let that one absorb. Uh, I'm gonna have to get my I'm gonna have to get my binoculars because that one flew way over my head. I, yeah, I'm anyway, gonna see where that. Yeah, happened. but anyway, he could have that kind of clone thing or whatever, and that kind of whatever going on. Uh, and we'll see on that. But I think the key here to realize, and as far as as far as mankind, the the, the line of man can't be corrupted, or the line to the Messiah. Uh, can't be corrupted because that's already been done. Jesus died on the cross. I think that everyone, even with the AI influence, is going to have the um, a, a soul and the ability to make a decision for Christ. So I think you're going to have some messed up people. You're going to have some messed up world, but I think God's going to keep that door open for everyone. Uh, the Bible says all will have an opportunity and stand before the Lord without excuse. So uh, even though there may be some weird things that happen in the last days on this kind of stuff where Satan tries to mess it up, God will make a salvation available to all. And I think that all that are born We'll have a soul. Um, you know, we'll see. It is interesting, the stuff they're trying to make babies in labs now. That's that's a little bit different topic, uh, but we'll wait and see if that ever really comes to fruition. Yeah. But I think with the way natural man being born, there's going to be that soul, et cetera. Without spending too much time, because Jason's question really kind of, and I don't know, Jason, what these people believe or really what you believe in terms of the Bible and its inerrancy and uh, exclusivity. Uh, but Pastor Mark, you mentioned something that, uh, a lot of the this thinking that Jason is talking about that he heard on this prophecy show that he doesn't name here um, is coming from the apocryphal writings. And we've talked about this before on another subject when it comes to the flat earth uh, theory, and that a lot of that is coming from apocryphal writings. Right. It's coming from Gnosticism, coming from special knowledge. Um, that we we know more now, or whatever the case may be. C- can you speak to that a minute? Because you and I were having a conversation about this, and you brought up a scripture verse that I just really wasn't thinking about. But when Paul talks about contending for the faith, and, and these are areas where we need to contend for the faith, because it's literally leading people astray in, in getting them to be thinking and believing things that the Bible, as we know it, does not talk about. That's a great And yeah. you're getting into genealogies and, and fables and, and things that Paul says, stay away from these things. That's right. And as he tells us in Second Corinthians, you know, he, he fears that you're going to be taken away from the simplicity of Christ. Absolutely. Even the church is making things too complicated. Greg, what a great. And look, we do need to expand on that some. And again, just a warning again, we've covered this in, in, in recent shows. It's been a while, but here's the bottom line look. We, by nature, are curious beings. We We just are. And so God has given us everything we need for life and godliness in the Word of God. Everything. Not not partly what we need. You have all these extra biblical writings. That means writings outside of the Bible, such as the Apocrypha. The, the, The Apocrypha is not Scripture. How do we know that? It has mistakes. Provable errors and provable mistakes. And anything that has provable errors and provable mistakes can't be the Word of God. Now, some people claim the Bible has mistakes, but they, they've never, never been able to prove never it. Never been able to prove it. That's why the Bible stands on its own. You can make any accusation you want, but if you can't prove it, which it has no provable mistakes because there aren't any. But anyway, um, the Apocrypha then, especially like the book of Enoch, like we talked about, and there's many books that have so much flat-out heresy in them. But Enoch has all these fanciful stories, Greg, that even get into the Nephilim and some that even, you know, that the Nephilim are those are the demons today and that they're born soulless and all this kind of stuff. Again, the Bible doesn't teach that. The book of Enoch teaches that the Bible doesn't teach these things. 
And then the, and it teaches all these bizarre things about angels working together, you know, and, and making plans and all this. And we look at it, wow, here's extra information. We're learning more than what the Bible talks about. It's really nothing more than modern-day Gnosticism, which comes from the word gnosis or to know in the Latin and the Greek. The Latin really gnosis. Um, and so, again, what it, it's they're basically saying we're smarter, that we've got more information than everyone else. And, and then once you go down that road, the temptation is you want more info. And here's the thing. If you could study it as just a literary writing... Okay, that's one thing. Mythology, okay, whatever. But over time, you kind of forget what was the Bible, what's not Bible, and it kind of blends together, and that becomes the foundation of what you believe. And now you're believing these things as though it's Scripture, as though the Bible says that these kind of things. We have to be so careful. Listen, guys, stick with the Word of God. Do not go outside the boundaries of God's Word. Stay away from these non-biblical books like the Apocrypha and Enoch and all these things because they're, they have, and, and you say, yeah, but they've got some truth. And well, sure they do. I mean, some, uh, probably if you read uh, uh, Mein Kampf, it probably had some truth. And I don't know. I've never read it. Uh, Hitler's book. I mean, any book you can find some truth in. But does that mean it should be something we should be applying our lives to and looking to? No. Well, and not all truth is God's truth. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing, Greg. Some people even say, well, Enoch is quoted in Jude. Enoch was quoted in Jude. But that's the real Enoch because God says it is. How do we know that that is not a... Listen, the book of Enoch we know wasn't even written by Enoch because it was written like over 400 years or something compiled together. So there wasn't a person called Enoch that even wrote that book. It's just they called the book of Enoch. Now, with that said... Because maybe it was passed down um, tradition of something Enoch said, which he indeed did say, which lines up with the rest of Scripture, that doesn't mean that a book that's called the book of Enoch is legitimized at all. I mean, it, 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 it makes it makes zero sense because you don't even know that, that it even really came. Even if you find it in the modern-day book of Enoch, right. the key is we know that Enoch really said it, which legitimizes it, not this book. And I will add this, which, again, we talked about last time. Even Paul quoted a couple of unbelieving pagan uh, poets in his books to make an illustration. So if, if he quoted unbelieving pagans to make an illustration, the fact that somebody would quote a true believer, Enoch, in something he said that was passed down by oral tradition, regardless of what the book of Enoch says, whether it's in it or not in it, and it is in it, but that doesn't legitimize that book. It doesn't legitimize the book. Okay, it doesn't. You can, I can take anything that you said, that Greg Hill said, I can write it in a book, and then I can write all kinds of false things in the book and then write some true thing you said. That doesn't mean now that the whole book is legitimate. Right. You follow me? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I, this the whole logic. Try to think it through, guys, and just be wise. Stick with the Word of God. Well, and you you made the point in, in all of this is that at the end of the day, what this ends up doing, and this is why you talked about needing to contend for the faith, is because giving credence to these books that are outside of the Bible and getting to believe in these things, you had told me, Pastor Mark, were leading people away from Jesus in in terms of that he was the only way to salvation, right. to have your sins be forgiven. Right. That somehow, now all of a sudden, he's just another option among many. That's right. That's right. Well, you get back to the thing we're going to cover this Sunday, that is, you know, if we get that far, and that is there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved but the name Christ Jesus. Again, it opens up all kinds of doors to false teaching and things to come in. Salvation-wise, doctrine-wise, everything-wise, it's just unwise to yeah. pay attention to it. Amen. All right, let's go to church. Speaking of church, Pastor Mark's in the book of Acts this Sunday and Saturday night at Calvary Knoxville for those of you that are local. It's a fantastic look into the early church. 
as we go line by line and verse by verse, and now we come to Christian Headlines that tells us there's attacks on churches on the rise in 2023, according to the latest report yeah. from the Family Research Council. Yeah, and this is interesting, Greg, because remember, again, Matthew 24 talks about the fact there's going to be greater uh, persecution of Christians, greater persecution of Jews. Uh, it says the first three months of 2023 saw a dramatic increase, like you said, the number of attacks on churches nationwide uh, compared to the same time frame last year, according to a new report that found such attacks took place in nearly 30 states. The report by the Family Research Council found 69 acts of hostility against churches between January and March, approximately three times the number that was recorded during the first three months of 2022. Okay? Three times the first three months. I mean, this is, again, amazing. Such acts of hostility include vandalism, arson, bomb threats, gun-related violence. Among the 69 attacks of churches, the mass shooting at the Covenant School, which is a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville. By the way, uh, although they're denying it had any connection, this recent shooting that just happened, again, they said that was a, that was a person that dressed transgender, and there's pictures online of that person, again, dressing transgender, and we've been being warned that, that that particular group of people is more aggressive, so there could be more violence from them. Well, here's another one. Again, it, it, it is interesting. Why hasn't the manifesto been released by this lady in Nashville? Uh, again, because they say it's so aggressive against Christians, and they don't want the bad press, if you will. I don't believe that. But But the report noted that if the rate continues... 2023 will have the highest number of incidents of the six years uh, that this has been tracked. A total of 29 states experienced attacks on churches. Guys, it's only going to get more uh, aggressive toward those that are standing on the word of God. This is historical. It's always been that way. As America now gets darker and the church continues to shine its light, you're going to see darkness attacking the light more and more. Just get ready for it. Christians and Jews, it's going to heat up. All right, let's get into some weird stuff. Yeah. Actually, really, everything we're talking about is weird. But anyway, uh, UFO bombshell. This is according to the Western Journal. Uh, I guess it's Senator Marco Rubio has heard firsthand accounts of a secret retrieval program. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the again, Greg, some of the main uh, voices... Um, in Congress are coming out and saying, look, we've got alien spacecraft. We've mm-hmm. got proof that aliens... Blow. Matter of then fact, let's see it. Well, again, they're, they're pushing for this, that it will be released. Our own ex-mayor, uh, you know, of Knoxville, now congressman, is one, is one of that's been on the news here recently. Tim Burchett. He's coming out saying, I've seen this. This is real stuff, and we got to get... The world needs to know. I mean, he's, okay, being, let's see it. he's being very bold about it. Um, listen to what it says here. Um, Republican Senator Marco Rubio, Florida, has revealed that a shocking claim uh, by a whistleblower that the U.S. is operating a UFO retrieval program has been supported by officials in high positions within our government. Rubio, a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said on Monday uh, with News Nation that multiple people have told his panel they have firsthand knowledge of such a program. You're right. They always say that, but they never show you anything. Let's go on. David Grush, formerly of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, uh, came forward about the program earlier this month, according to another News Nation report. Officials are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Think about that. Non- Non-human or- origin technical vehicles. NHOTV. I'm, I just did that. But either way, they call it spacecraft, if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles. Um, maybe painted in funny colors. I don't know. That have either landed or crashed, he said. Naturally, when you recover something, and I'm quoting, that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And, believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true, he added. We're, we are definitely not alone. 
The data points emphatically or empirically, quite empirically, that we're not alone. Rubio said he has not ta- he's not taking a side on the claims. And I quote him, I don't find them either not credible or credible. Understand some of these claims are things that are beyond the realm of what any of us has ever dealt with, he said. But the number of people coming forward makes him want to take an honest look at their story. Now, let me talk about this for a moment. First of all, I do not believe there are any aliens, and here's why. Again, Jesus died. It says the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The word all there is the word pos in the Greek, P-A-S, and it means all. Everything God, Everyone that God has created, in other words, the Bible says, is guilty of sin. Now, the Bible also says you can't go to heaven unless your sin is forgiven. Well, the Bible then says that Jesus died for the sins of the world. Singular, not plural, not sins of the worlds, okay? Which means the only place Jesus died for sins was those that were here born on the earth. Which means, if that's the case, if God created other beings outside of this earth because all have sinned, then they are condemned with no hope of salvation. I do not believe, and I don't believe the scripture teaches, that God created anyone with no hope of salvation. So based on those theological truths, I reject any possibility of alien life. Now, if that messes up your late-night TV watching and your fun that you want and your whatever you, you know, I've I seen it. It's flashing. and Okay, whatever. I, I don't mean to, you know, and I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm, I'm making a point. All right, so let me, let me say this. Do I believe that there are some things that are unexplainable and maybe even outside of this world that are real and people have seen? Yes, I do believe there have been real UFOs, real extraterrestrial beings that people have seen, but they're not aliens on other planets. They're demons. The the demonic realm, I believe, Greg, is manifesting God, allowing them, showing these ships these saucers these things whatever so i do think there is some legitimacy to what they're talking about but not as much as what they're saying yeah but with that said you know they haven't produced any actual evidence that anybody can look at that shows some alien vessel that would be a whole nother discussion if they ever did that and 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 how that would work out i don't know i'm trusting god to show what's going on there but so far there's nothing like that they can't prove anything or show anything they're just talking if you will um and i do find it interesting as well um there are those within government circles and within the World Economic Forum and others that use, and I'll use his word, fantastical stories to manipulate mankind. Yes. I believe, Greg, just like COVID was used to manipulate the world in a certain direction, I believe this could be something used by world leaders to and Satan, if you will, really Satan working through them, to right. manipulate mankind. And we've talked about it before. If we can make mankind believe, if they can make mankind believe there's extraterrestrial beings, uh, then they can use that to say we need to either all kinds of things you could use to manipulate the manipulate the earth with even where we talked about saying that's why Christians disappeared the rapture of the church et cetera et cetera so um, they're even saying now and I agree I, I have no this is I'm going to go out on a limb here but there are some that are claiming that with this new Starlink system they can actually project things that that make it look like something's in the sky from Starlink that's not even really there now I don't know if that's true I don't want to go too far on that because then you get into the whole conspiracy theory things but i'm just saying it is interesting to me to see how the government used to make fun of those who believed in ufos and now the government is actually pushing leading the charge yes which makes me think there's some level of manipulation being planned on mankind i do not believe in aliens i think 
very possibly the enemy's working through people to do certain things. We will see how Satan uses this, but just be aware. And so you can't ignore these kind of things. I think we're going to hear more and more about it. Well, and we know that the uh, the pictures that have been drawn over the years regarding uh, alien spacecraft uh, resembles uh, similarities uh, to um, yeah. what, the, what the Bible describes in Ezekiel in terms of the cherubim. And, yeah. and, and and God's description of of the those special angelic beings right. that are around the throne of right. God. Right, not being aliens, but being angels. Right, and, and, and of course now we're talking about the fallen angels that would be manifesting themselves. Uh, we talked on the show uh, years ago uh, when they found the uh, skulls down in Peru. Yeah, uh, that were elongated. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that 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 those those things we believe are the remnants of the Nephilim. I mean, they, again, some believe they some, could be. They some, could be. There was a head stretching thing yes. they did, but I mean, some of this stuff is too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And then again, this is where again you get into you have to be careful because you don't want you know we don't want to stay kind of on solid ground here, exactly. not go too far out there. But I do believe you're going to see stranger and stranger things. I do find it interesting, even the, the whole imagery of the whole alien seems to be consistent. They seem to be rather tall and large and green. Some of them short and green. I guess you've got both sizes or whatever. So you've got leprechauns. Well, again, think about it. You, you, you look at this, Greg, even in things like where there, you, know, you have the whole movie there of the aliens from the other planet. Um, um, uh, what is it? The two movies that came out recently. And, and oh, come on. Uh, um, um, Avatar. Um, they're these giant green creatures you know and then and every just there's some consistencies there that are interesting again we want to stay away from conspiracy theories we want to stay on solid ground but i'm saying there's a deception going on i believe to manipulate mankind and and the enemy's using all this stuff yeah all right well let's have some good news and of all good news And and of all stories, it involves AI. Uh, Yes, this is from ChristianHeadlines.com. Artificial intelligence is now being used for Bible translation. Yes. 6,000 languages that don't have a copy of Scripture. Now, this is kind of cool. It is. It is. And I actually put a question mark on my paper about the good news. It's a good news. No, it is good news. (laughs) But it reminds me that, you know what? Things that can be used for evil can be used for good. Things that can be used for good can be used for evil. It's like the Internet or anything else. This is being used for good. Listen to what it says. A pair of, and this is a great idea. A pair of researchers with a passion for Christianity are using cutting edge technology, AI, to translate the Bible into languages that have no written copy of the scripture. The project dubbed the Greek Room could forever change the often tedious, time consuming world of Bible translating, which can take a decade or more from start to finish and often involves a single person on the ground learning the local language and putting it together. Again, uh, um, of the world's 7,100 languages, that's a lot of languages. That is a lot. Only around 700 have full scriptures. Mm. Although more than 3,500 have at least, again, one book of the Bible, so partial. Still more than 6,000 languages don't have a full, complete version. People don't realize there are about 7,100 languages in the world. Google Translate covers about 100 of them. Uh, said Ulf Humjakob. Uh, a research scientist at the University of Southern California Information Sciences Institute at the USC uh, School of Engineering. Uh, he recently projected um, in this news release, again, what they're saying is we can now use AI to write these. And again, this is wonderful. It is wonderful. But remember, at the same time, it's being used for evil because people are now using AI to rewrite Bibles for different belief systems. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see it used for good. You're going to see it used for evil. I'm excited here the way this is used here. But the bottom line is, look. 
Hold on to your 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 electronic and your written copies of the Word before they start changing everything with AI. So you know what the Word of God is. Stay in the true Word of God, and you're going to stay on target. That is our light, as it says in the Psalms. It's a light to our feet and to our path. So stay in the Word of God. If we do that, we're going to be fine. Don't branch out into any of this weird stuff, and we're all going to make it to heaven. And if you want to make it to heaven, it's only going to come through Jesus Christ and what He's done for you on the cross. And if God is convicting you today that you need to know Jesus Christ, it's a symbol of a prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me. Give your life to him. Get in the word of God. Get in prayer. Get in a good fellowship. And you too can be born again and saved. And that's the greatest news of all the good news that we could give today. Amen. And just like that, another edition of Signs of the Times is over. Don't forget, thewaymedia.net or the Waymedia app is the way to get more Signs of the Times anytime, as well as the rest of the content that we provide for you 24 hours a day. And we hope to see you next Friday at 1.30 as we continue to discuss and learn more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM.